What are your desires? What is my destiny? Love. How do I get there? Fast. Is he the one? Is this bitch tripping? Shit, maybe. He got one more time. And that time is on our side for touch. Feel. Passion. Love. Lust. Sex. Oh, daddy. Ecstasy. Addiction. My diction. No cliction. You are listening to the Milky Balls podcast. So stay tuned. And prepare to be milk. Greetings and salutations, everybody. All right, welcome to the Milky Balls podcast, guys. I am one of your hosts, Elise Sadler, a.k.a. The Empress. And right here to my lovely left, I have none other than... King Wisdom, a.k.a. The Erotic Wordsmith. Mm. It's good to be in the building. Yes, happy Tuesday, everybody. Happy Tuesday. We made it, guys. You know, one day, one day down in a week. Got a little bit more to go. Definitely excited about this topic on tonight. Again, guys, welcome to the Milky Balls podcast, all right? Um, This is a program, podcast, that's definitely focused on love, lust, intimacy, relationships, truths, and how to grow from your truth, all right, guys? Um, The podcast tonight features the milk, all right, which is save yourself, all right? Mm. It's time to replace victimhood, with Robin Hood. Oh, yes. And the balls for tonight, is it a body count or is it experience? Mm. Which one is it? Which one is it? <laughs> Again, we're going to want to welcome you guys to the Milky Balls podcast, essential exploration of love, lust, intimacy, relationship, truth, lies, and everything in between. And this episode is brought to you by... Bunting Beauties, all right? This is It is an all-women's kickball team that plays each Wednesday in the Mars Kickball League by way of the conversation, a social networking platform. And we're sponsored by The Breakfast Club. Not the radio show, but the friends you still hit up the Waffle House with on a random early morning. Hey. Shout out to friends. Shout out to real friends. So we're here to bring you a little business and pleasure tonight. Milky Balls is here to provide nourishment necessary to deal with hazy situations through newfound courage allowing procreation within a new creation of self. So have some balls and prepare to be milked. Hey, guys. Hey, the, the way this works is, you know, we got a, a little interactive podcast here. So we talk to y'all. Y'all talk to us. Y'all talk to each other type thing. We need your feedback. Looking forward to your feedback. Um, definitely you can find us. Where can they find us at, King Wisdom? You can find us on all platforms. Uh, that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, SoundCloud, Google Play. We're on all social media platforms. You can also find us Instagram at the Milky Balls Podcast, Facebook, the Milky Balls Podcast. We're, we're everywhere you need us to be. Definitely, definitely. All right, let's dive into this thing. What we got for tonight, huh? Tonight we have Robin Hood versus Victimhood. Don't save them. Don't save them. They don't want to be They don't want to be saved. Don't save. I want to be saved. So basically what we're talking <laughs> about with uh, Victimhood, the definition of victimhood is a person who is deceived or cheated as by his or her own emotions or ignorance, by the dishonesty of others or some impersonal agency, a victim of misplaced confidence, the victim of a swindler, a victim of an optical, optical illusion. So on the Milky Balls, we're definitely going to, it's introspective. So Very we're going to be, so. we're going to be focusing more so on where we're deceiving and cheating ourselves mm. um, in relationships, 
uh, in friendships, in conversations, mm. in work life. Yeah, it happens. A little bit of everywhere. And we're going to start with healthy relationships after the toxic one. Mm. And we've all had those toxic relationships. Everyone. I think it's necessary. It is. It it's is necessary. It's, 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 it only helps us grow. I hope. I hope so. Well, at least, yeah. At least that's the hope. You know, it takes it takes us a little longer sometimes, you know, for some people. Yeah. Um, you know, some people stay in things for 20, 30, 40 plus years. That's that victimhood. Yeah, I mean, hey, I, w- I was definitely a part of victimhood for oh, about no. nine years myself. Oh, so Too long. Day. Too long. So, when, is, so when is it time to move on and, and, and where do you start? I mean, for me personally, I feel like it starts with literally owning your shit. Oof. Like, that's where it starts for me. It starts with owning your shit. The first place to start is with you. All right. When you can accept what you did, both right and wrong, without blaming Oof. the other person. Yeah. I think you're on your way. Yeah. I definitely agree. Um, I think one of the important things is uh, triggers. Mm, yeah, definitely. So if, if you're really trying to start off healthy, if you really want to start new, you have to put your own gun down. Put the gun down. Know your triggers and how you, at this point, need to deal with them. Um, let your potential partner, if, you, if, you're gonna, if you're trying to start dating, definitely let your potential partner know. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that's the most important thing is, is let those people know where you're at. You know what I realized, though? Like, a lot of people fear Oh, yeah. um, they fear when it comes to letting the other partner know. I just put a post up today um, about people missing out on great opportunities to love one another because um, they simply won't allow themselves to be who they are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they hold back for so long that the other person loses interest. Exactly. And a lot of times that's what happens. Like we put ourselves in these you know toxic relationships and we get out and we get out and we really don't deal and heal and when we don't deal and heal, now the next person that we're trying to get with, we we put through the ringer. Yeah, like you said, you you become that to- you become the toxic part of that new relationship if you're not able to, you know, just give that person opportunity to know who you really are. Yeah. You know, if you're you're up here, you know, creating a representative, uh, you're lying about it's just the small white lies that turn into very big things. Man. It's just the things that when you're first starting to talk to each other, there's such a big fear of losing that person. You right. let a lot of shit go. That you know, you know, a year, two years from now, or as you mature in a relationship, it's going to be something that becomes a problem. Right. And you know, so in order to be, in order to be healthy anyway, you have to cleanse yourself. That's literally the definition: cleansing yourself of the toxins. Yeah. So with health and with relationships, with love, it's the, it's no different. It's the same. It's the same concept. Yeah, and and you gotta you gotta quit telling yourself you're happy when you're not happy. Mm. And you got to quit when your partner asks you, hey, are you happy? You know what I'm saying? How you feel? Like, quit lying to them. Are you about to say there should be an actual response from, that, from the woman? Listen. Is that listen, what we're saying? Yes, women. Oh, shit. Women, my beautiful, amazing queens out there. When you are in a position to where somebody asks you, and, and again, I think this is not to cut my point off, but to cut it off. Um, we have a lot of issues with emotional wellness. Yeah. Like we do of, of expressing those emotions and being able to, you know, know what is a healthy way, know what isn't a healthy way to deal with those. You know, a lot of times we're scorned because, you know, men think that women are naturally um, they naturally develop this way of being able to bounce back from being hurt. Like, it's an aid in us. Like, it was just mm-hmm. born. Like, oh, y'all got it so much easier. No, I, I get, though, how you can see that we've been conditioned to deal with and, and or let our emotions out. How, however, a lot of women don't know how to 
properly convey those emotions to the point where they're not seeming vindictive. They're not seeming like they're yelling at you or they're being accusatory. You know, one, one of my um, girls uh, from, from the show, uh, I forgot her name, Sweet Girl from um, the, the, what is it, the, the reality TV show on the couples that they're doing here in Charlotte? Uh, I, I forgot what it named. Yeah, yeah, but she, I, I, was, I was with her and she said one thing that she was working on is tone and delivery. Gotcha. And I think a lot of, you know, the expression of the emotions That's, comes with the tone and delivery. I think all for of it women. does. Yeah, all of it does. And I think, you know, especially uh, the back and forth, you know, being able to have an honest, not debate, but just conversation. Most of it's tone. Right. You know, and I agree. That starts from childhood on. You know, if you say a certain thing and you get a certain tone back, you might you might back up. You might, you know, you might just let everything drop at that point and just That's say, true. let's just pick it up another time. So. Uh, yeah, if you can, if, if we as humans can learn how to, uh, I guess just be in the moment right. and understand that the message is more important than the emotion, mm, mm. get the message first and then deal with emotions versus put the emotions out there because you're, you're afraid of the message. Yeah, but that's a, that's a coping, me- that, that's, a, that's a skill that's learned. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's definitely a skill that's learned. And I don't think it's a skill that a lot of us actually take the time to learn. Because guess what? In this social media day and age, in this fast-moving day and age, you know what? You got options. Yeah. We got options. So instead of dealing with what we need to deal with, we'll move on to another option. Yeah, that's true. I'm not going to deal with my shit, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I can move. Since I don't want to deal with you having to deal with me, <laughs> mm. I'm just going to move to somebody else and reset this thing. Yeah. Only thing you're doing is bring the same issue right over. Yeah, it's just it's just new car. If you don't know how to take care of your car, you don't properly maintenance it. That car's going to end up in the same situation. You'll get some new miles out of it. Right. Like you said, it'll it'll be that new start, that new opportunity. But if you're the same person, you're going to yield the same results. But in your in your opinion, why is it why is it that people are so afraid to be themselves? Um. Well, I guess we all start out with certain dreams and aspirations. Mm-hmm. You know, when we're younger and, and, you know, the way life works is it's a it's a constant journey. So I'd say majority haven't reached a point or level where they feel totally confident in their accomplishments mm-hmm. and, and succeeding in their successes. So to a certain degree, there's there's an underlying feeling of failure. No, I can I can I can, and, see, and so I can see that if I can just if I could put on this front and be the best person for somebody else, they'll mm-hmm. only see the good in me. I don't really need them to see the bad in me or see the the uh, lack of confidence. I don't need them to see me with my guard down. I just want somebody to kind of appreciate the best parts of me. So I think we get so caught up in just wanting to make the other person comfortable in the fact that we don't have all these right. uh, demons or all these issues or baggage. We focus so hard on that just to make this moment great that we don't really think about the end goal. We don't yeah. think about the journey. We don't think about the the necessity uh ultimately for that person to love us for who we are so they can help us grow in the areas that we are weak i had a homegirl who who had put out there when i had wrote this post that one of the things that you know she said was um what was it oh that she feels like she's too much Mm. you know what i'm saying like like maybe that there's a there's a toned down version of her that needs to be presented to somebody in order for her to feel like they're, they'll, they're, they will accept the other part of her. That's so true. it's like present the toned down version and then hopefully if they present the toned down version, then they'll be able to accept the other part of you. You have to be honest with yourself and, and, and really question if the non-toned down version of you is just too much. 
some people are naturally loud. Right. So if I'm naturally loud, I have to realize in certain situations, I may need to be cognizant of that. Right. So if you know your strengths, and we, it's not that you have to, it may not be a tone, well, I, I don't know the, the background of the story, what tone down means. Mm -hmm. Is it like an attitude thing? Is it like I'm going to live my life? Type? No, it's, it's more like an adjustment. It's like code switching. You know what I'm saying? Tone yeah. down is like, you know, like, like I'm, you literally almost consciously have to always tell yourself to back down off of this. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're in a situation where like you're naturally loud, yeah. you know, and that's just who you are mm -hmm. and you have to always constantly remind yourself, don't be loud, don't be loud, mm -hmm. don't be loud. And your reminder for that is because you don't want the perception of anybody else to make you feel, to make them feel uncomfortable with accepting who you are or stereotyping you. Yeah. Because a lot of times what happens is we'll, people will stereotype you as well, too. Mm -hmm. They'll feel some type of way. They'll be like, you know what? She loud. So since she loud, she must be ghetto. She must be ratchet. She must be this. She must be that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And they'll tone it. Or if he if he does this, then stereotype-wise, this is what I've been conditioned to know about this type of person. So therefore, they'll completely move away from trying to not be that stereotype instead of just being who they, who they are. Or, or place yourself in situations where who you are is highlighted. You know, like I'm not gonna go to an opera to meet people. I'm not gonna go to certain events to meet people because that's not that's not my bag. That's not where they'll get the best part of my personality. So right. I'm not gonna necessarily expect to meet somebody in a place where I don't feel comfortable. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I, I speak very softly for the most part, you mm -hmm. know. I don't do bars. I don't do lounges. I can't hear shit you saying. You ain't going to hear shit I'm saying. Right. That's not my environment. But we have like a little forum, a little house gathering or something of that nature, you know, that I may be able to shine in that aspect. So it's not necessarily me feeling I have to I have to tone down. I just have to know where the best place for me to be is. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or the, or, but that's or, knowing, or the, knowing thyself. <laughs> yeah, that's knowing yourself. Like definitely don't tone down. But there are definitely places where, you know, you may go to – not saying you have to go to a bar or lounge because that may not be a thing just because you're loud. So that that's definitely a stereotype. But if you're the you know the, the outgoing extrovert, right? There's places where you'll fit in and people will fall in love with your personality. They'll be jealous of your personality because they actually look up to you. They right. wish they could be that outward with who they are. Right. So right. You have to find certain spaces where you're able to you know really shine. Right. I mean, but but moving from. Um I mean, if you've been in a toxic relationship for so long, mm -hmm. um, I think there's definitely um, a, a way that you can you can find yourself repeating the same issue over and over again if you haven't dealt with you know what your role in that toxic relationship was. Because sometimes it's about admitting that you allowed it to go on longer than it should have. That's true, and and, and I think the most important thing we talk about mental health a lot is. If you don't have friends or confidants that you really can trust um, their knowledge or trust uh, whatever advice they give you on the matter, like go seek professional help. Learn the methods that will help you cope with it in the right way. Because right. if you're making the same mistakes, you're not you're, uh, you're you're not in a place where you can solve that equation for yourself. Right. And most of us aren't. And we sit there and we try. And like you say, instead of talking to the right people, instead of uh, speaking to professional help, we'll try to find another person, and hopefully that solves itself. Right, right. You know, so I think a lot of times we just have to find people that aren't necessarily yes people, uh, people that are supportive, but people that are you know, to a certain degree, bluntly honest with us, 
Yeah. Um, to kind of, you know, to help n- help us navigate. And quit getting offended by people who are bluntly honest with you. Yeah. Like, but you know what I think? You can th- tell them they're disrespectful I, I, if they just, you know, right. really on some other shit. Yeah. But I think there's a difference between people who, if people feel offended by by people that um, um, check them or, or try to help them, you know, in regards to uh, accountability, yeah. like, I think that they just haven't arrived at that point where they want to accept certain parts of themselves. And so I think we lose out on a lot of good friends and good relationships with one another because instead of us being in a situation where we own our stuff, you know, and allow that person to be like, you know what? I know I'm full of shit right now. Yeah. I know I'm not, you know, I, I know this is not odd behavior for me, but I appreciate you for checking me on this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, it may not mean that my behavior will automatically change because you checked it, but you're friend enough to say, you know what? I see you and that ain't you. Exactly. You know, or I see you and that may be a part of you, but I know you enough to know that that's a part of you that you want to get rid of or that it's undesirable for you even. And so you're not rising above it right now. You're letting it control you. One mm-hmm. of my favorite, um, you know, as you guys probably see all of my, my comic posters around is, one of my favorite um, quotes is, we never truly re- really get rid of our demons. We only learn to rise above them. That's true. And sometimes, sometimes we let them up. We let we let them win. Okay. But you have to be able to recognize when you let those demons win versus when you are just allowing yourself to be beat up and you know continuously haunted by those demons, and you start making excuses for them. Yeah, yeah. And and going into that with the toxicity and in relationships, uh, there was a conversation topic that came up between me and some friends, and it was trying to figure out the difference when you are moving on between toxicity, um, being in a place of dominance, mm-hmm. whether you're the giver or receiver, and uh, the abuse of power. Mm. You know, those are three things that sometimes are, are grouped together. I know I personally grouped them together. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was broken down to me in a certain way because when I thought about toxicity, I was like, okay, if a person's toxic, you know, they automatically either grew up witnessing that. Right. Um, they had somebody hurt their feelings or they were in a relationship that went bad, now they, you know, they have this automatic uh, reaction to just go hurt other people. Mm. You know, hurt people, hurt people. Right. Um, and then there was there was an example given to me that, you know, a street dog isn't necessarily angry. Hmm. It's just what it is. A street dog. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not it's not barking at people because, you know, everybody's throwing something at it. It's just it's a street dog. It hasn't it hasn't known that there is a level of manners or whatever they haven't received the love to even know that this is right wrong or indifferent right. so they, they're they're not angry we we perceive them to be angry because they're barking but they're just a street dog or harambe the gorilla it's like yeah. <laughs> the gorilla didn't go crazy when it was dragging True. the baby the gorilla went gorilla like that's what that's what gorillas, gorillas do. do so yeah. you know when it comes to toxicity you know it's understanding another person that may be toxic we always especially with black women you know or, or even male toxicity we talk about that a lot it's not always coming from a place of anger. Right. It's not always coming from a place of hurt. A right. lot of times it's just coming from a place of not knowing. Mm. So, 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 and that, and that, that begs a really good question. Again, greetings to everybody that's on. Hey y'all. Hey, uh, we would definitely love your feedback here. This is just not a podcast where me and, you know, King Wisdom are just, you know, talking back and forth because we just do that so well and gracefully between yeah, the two of us, <laughs> yeah. but it's definitely getting your thoughts and opinions as well, because these topics are the only reason why they exist is because of you all. Yeah. Um, so please make sure you give us your perceptions because there's so many different ways to get to the right 
right answer or get to a, a, a good perspective or um, per perception for you. So we will definitely invite you guys to share with us. So um, that is a stereotype in and of itself, you know, that, that every time um, someone is talked to that they're angry, mm -hmm. you know, and we treat that person as if, what's wrong with you? Yeah. You know, why you like that? Yeah. You know, and, and I heard it was one of one of my friends said, um, instead of asking somebody what's wrong with them, you know, ask them what happened. Yeah, that's true. You know, because when you put yourself in a situation to ask them what happened, then I feel like you can get to a situation where you can you can get to the why. Mm -hmm. But you can also see whether or not they're going to be transparent with you or not. Because yeah. if they if they if they are if they know the root cause of what's going on, then they're able to articulate that. But if they don't know the root cause of what's going on, they're going to be spinning their wheels and wasting your time. Yeah. Because here you are, they don't know what's going on. You don't know what's going on. But y'all have this issue between the two of you. Whatever this is, is keeping you guys from gelling together mm -hmm. with one another. And now you're in a situation where you're like, oh, shit. Like, I don't know what's wrong. They don't know what's wrong. But we're going to keep trudging through this thing together, not even realizing that we hurting ourselves even more. Okay. I said the audio's chopping up in and out. Oh, is it? Okay. Hold on. Let me look. Mm -hmm. I should have had a little, uh, I should have settled to where he had the little uh, hotel lobby music. Right. <laughs> One moment, please. We're checking into our audio right now. Um, let's see. Are you on my Facebook? Oh, yeah. Matthew said the audio is chopping in and out for me. Yeah. Is this it for everyone else? Um, it could be. Let's see. Um, I don't want to stop it and go back in, but I will. What should I do? Well, guys, I mean, let us know if the audio is still choppy over the next minute. If we need to kind yeah. of come, go out and come back, just let us know. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely do that. And I can kind of see it chopping here from 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 the um, from my live feed that I'm looking at. So, oh, okay. yeah, we'll definitely come back in if that's the case. So, yeah. Um, yeah, just one thing I did realize when it comes to when it comes to that, like you said, if you can just be um, for yourself as the person, what happened? You right. know, I, perfect example, loving hip hop. Mm. When I first saw Cardi B, Cardi. When I first saw Cardi B, to me, I was like, nobody's naturally that loud. Mm. Like, yeah. man, like I'm not gonna be able to deal with this. I can't wait till she's off of TV. And then guess what I learned? That's Bam. just who she is. Right. And once I figured out that's who she is, and that's who she, she that's 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 her, then you you, you start you, you stop wondering about what made her that way, mm, right? You know what I'm saying? I was uh, like, yeah. I'm just I'm able to accept you. Okay, you loud. Okay, you a little ghetto. Okay, you ratchet. Whatever it may be, whatever terminology we use. Once I realize that that's who you are, right? I can either accept you for who you are and be like, nah, we cool, or I can be like, nah, that's a little too much for me. But, you know, asking the person what happened, if you're really concerned and they let you know, like, either this happened so I can understand where you're coming from, we might have something in common as far as our backgrounds, 
or this is who you are. Okay, you the crazy friend I can put in this box and we just go out and party. Right. Or, you know, for little gatherings, get-togethers, you're going to be the live wire. Right. You know, things like that, and that, that's where you're able to build connections. And it's the same thing in relationships or even working towards potential relationships. You mm-hmm. know, the fear of pushing somebody away. Um, in all actuality, you're really pushing them away in a subconscious manner. Yeah. How y'all doing? We back. We back in this thing. Um, the Milky Balls podcast, guys. Um, I think this is like a better flow, a better vibe. Um, let's see. There we go. Y'all coming on back aboard. Come on, ride a train. Hey. And ride it. Come on, ride a train. And ride it. We talking about gorillas and dogs. Hey. Listen. <laughs> Here on the Milky, Milky Balls. The Milky Balls. Milky Balls. <laughs> podcast all right um king wisdom what was we diving into because we're just gonna go ahead and go right back into this whole toxic um toxicity did i say that right toxicity toxicity i probably said it wrong too. toxicity dominance and abuse of power yeah we're we're talking about healthy relationships trying to move on and uh the overall overall topic was a robin hood versus victimhood uh trying to Take yourself out of that victimhood category and, and take back the shit you need to own. You know, go Robin Hood some shit. Yeah. Go get it back. Nobody else wants to give it to you. Go get it back for yourself. Um, and we're dealing with healthy relationships after the toxic one and, and the ways to uh, move forward. Right. You know, the, the, the conflicts that you deal with it and, and really the triggers and things that you need to recognize for yourself first before you bring others into that fold. Man, people be wanting to wallow in victimhood. Yeah, like I mean, they, what, they just listen, go ahead with social media. They then they let them have it. Listen, this attention, these people want attention. You know, there's people on, we all have people on Facebook. We like, damn, again, make the in the valid in the validation, yo. Bruh. Like, Bruh. and and I don't, I don't think, I don't think, I think because they're looking for healing. You know what I'm saying, and not really dealing with what it is that they're, you know, they're going through as far as why they're a victim in the first place, um, like, and and it be the subliminal messages too, y'all. Chill out with the subliminals. Yeah. Like we know that y'all feel a certain type of way about somebody by not by saying everything but their name. Like, yeah. like at that point, you're still not dealing with what what it is that 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 you're you're being victimized by. Yeah. Like you're not dealing with it. You're still looking for everybody to validate you. You're still looking for everybody to make you feel better about what it is that you're going through, what it is that you're dealing with. And of course, everybody wants validation, needs validation. It's it's proper human uh, characteristic for us to want and have. However, when you skip over having to deal with your own shit mm-hmm. and just allowing people to pet you and praise you and, you know what I'm saying, give you fuel to not deal with your shit. Yeah. Uh, it's time for a, re, a, a reevaluation. I think when it, and one thing we spoke about was the abuse of power. I don't even think I have no problem with people looking for validation if they're working towards thing. My my issue is the people that want attention. Mm. Mm. And I think with social media, so many people want attention. You ever did a post about something real positive? Ma- and talk you was about looking, it. You was looking for people to really just support that, mm-hmm. and that didn't happen. But. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but then you realize you put some, you know, pretty much some fuckery. Yeah. Some bullshit on there. And, you know, you're getting view. One thing I do, I might do on Instagram. The most, the most Ooh, views I get. Good. The most views up I, I usually get is when I, I'm like, oh, I'm cooking this for her. She was like, I want this. Like, I'm cooking for myself. But if I say, yo, cooking this dinner for myself, I might get like 50 views. But I had this whole little dialogue, like I'm cooking for somebody else. There's this interest, like who are you cooking for? Right. You start getting little texts, like who? Okay, well, you cooking? You home? 
like, yeah, I'm home. I'm by myself too. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it, in looking for attention, you know, in, I don't know. It's just social media just made it kind of weird where you're able to kind of get your ego fed and, you know, just get that, uh, that, that immediate response. And, and that plays in just to, and that plays into the human nature, human nature of being wanted and desired. That's it's true. misplaced. That's true. It's misplaced, but that's what we're kind of using to, to get our rocks off. Yeah, but you know what? Is that a direct reflection of what goes on in our relationships as well? Exactly. And I'm it's, and I'm only asking that because it seems like you when you do good or you mm. you know you're you're doing things as well, you know, like as far as the validation within and of your relationship. And we're talking about these toxic relationships too because a lot of times in the toxic relationships you you're not praised for or or not even praised. Sorry, I don't want to make it seem like you need to be praised, but you're not appreciated for the, the, the things that you do do good, yeah. you know, that makes your partner feel well. But yeah. you're always being harped on about the bad stuff. The, the bad stuff always get more attention. It gets more clout. It gets more um, recognition yeah, sure. than, the, than the good stuff does. Yeah. So then I look at it in, in, in the way social media is ran as, as well. Do something good. Mm-hmm. Post something good. Yeah. Post something, you know what I'm saying, that's kind of heartfelt, that's kind of for the soul, and you don't have a huge following or whatever, you know, you, you'll get 15 likes. Maybe. 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 You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Post some ratchetness, post some stuff that's that's negative, you know, post some stuff that's looking for validation or looking for looking for the victim victimization to be, you know, praised or whatever. Mm. Then you're going to find yourself in a situation where you get 500 comments. No. 200 comments like girl i can't believe he did that to you you should not put yourself in a position to where you did you know you don't you don't need her you don't right. he she ain't nothing like and then but the whole entire other times when you was posting pictures and y'all was together and you was like this is my bae for life i love them it's everything you know that 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 i want in life and then again facebook social media is the highlight reel but mm-hmm. when you continue to put yourself in a situation where you you're 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 then allowing people to judge you and taking that judgment and making it so critical for your own life, like apply that in your relationship. Yeah, I'm with you. Apply it there. I'm with you. Cedric says accountability. Being the victim gets you the validation without taking responsibility for your part in the situation, which is why and where we are in the world today of relationships. That's it. That's what I, we are. I don't even know if I can add more. And, and one thing, uh, like you said, when it comes to that fear, when it comes to that validation or or being praised for some things, uh, one thing that my sisters, my queens, talked about, um, taking back your black. Mm. And, and and this is for the fellas to kind of check ourselves. Loving black women always comes with conditions. You know, we kind of spoke about the good girl in marriage last week, but now we just need to dive into why do black women have to act a certain way man to be worthy not even marriage mm. worthy but just worthy mm. um the conditions of marriage and of a worthy woman is always to cook clean great sex great hair great mother look good but it seems like we're not mm. even allowing we're not allowing our black women just to be themselves yeah what a point what point do you just appreciate them for who they are and why are you even getting to the point of marriage if you don't appreciate who they are like what are you looking to change <sighs> through a ring what are you looking to change while she's walking down that aisle one of the, you know, and I'm I'm that friend. I'm that friend that's like I hate labels mm. <laughs> because I do. Yeah. Like I I hate lab- labels. I understand the need for them. I understand you know wh- why society has to function with them. I get it. Got it. Cool. But at the same time, like labels 
also put different speculations and different um, conditions on other people as well. For example, every man has their idea of what a wife looks like. Mm. Under that label of wife comes A, B, C, X, Y, Z, Z as far as expectations and preferences. Yeah. All right. And then you get that wife and you forget that not only is she a wife, but she is also other things. Other things. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and you, but, but because wife is the highest form of label that you can get within a, you know, with a man, as far as relationship is concerned, because he places her on such a high pedestal, all of that, all of those other labels that she has, all of those other things that she is, it's, it kind of gets pushed by the wayside. Yeah. And I think that is so unfair you know what I'm saying? That 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 you that that you hold us to so such such high regard in regards to being that to you, but you don't you you don't accept everything about us that makes us us. You only really truly focus on accepting the fact that you are this for us. And, and the real issue is why when it comes to when why when it comes to marriage is it always this? Uh, or when we're considering, does it become this aspect of okay, I'm ready now? Or I need to look mm. for this now, or I'm looking for this woman now. Like, why? Why does there always seem to be the switch that now I'm ready? Like, if you weren't preparing uh. to be a good man or a good husband for that wife, it's not something that you're just gonna switch mm. on. And now you know what to look for. Mm. You haven't been preparing yourself mm. to get the right person anyway, mm. and vice versa. That is very true. And vice versa. So if if you're if you're out here dating and I'm a wild out, and then all of a sudden when I'm tired of wilding out, I'm gonna find a good woman. You're you're not trained for that. You're not nah, prepared for that. Bingo. You're not I'm so glad you that. said that. That's real shit. You know what? Jill Scott has an amazing song out there, ladies and gentlemen. It's called Prepared. All right. She talks about dancing in the mirror by herself. She talks about cooking, you know what I'm saying, the right, like cooking the kinds of food that, you know what I'm saying, she likes and hopes that he'll like it. Mm -hmm. You know, she talks about um, putting herself, putting her spirit in, good, in a good place so that she's able to receive his love, um, putting her, her, her mind in the right place, um, working on her tone and delivery so that when he, when he arrives, right. there's not a switch. Yeah. You know, but I think we're so accustomed to making like when somebody calls that label out, we automatically switch into that mode. Like being in a committed relationship, partnership with somebody, it takes preparation way beforehand. And a lot of people are just literally ill prepared. Like they're they're ill prepared, and you know what I'm saying. Like, and and men have a really hard time, a really bad. Not men, not all men, guys. I don't. Know, Lord knows, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole with y'all. Jesus, Lord, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. But some men create fear in women to lose um, the man, like if they don't conform. Yeah, that's true. Like, so I mean, like in your opinion, like, 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 what's that about? Because for me, for a man to create fear in a woman, you know, what I'm saying that that she will lose him if if he doesn't if she if she doesn't get her act right. You know, what I'm saying if she if she if she isn't that model wife that he exactly wanted and needed to have, you know, like taking that that's taking advantage of her heart and nurturing nature. And it's really fucking manipulative. It is what men are afraid of. And women, y'all are afraid of this too, is what we've seen. And this is as real as it's going to get. We've seen examples, multiple examples of the fall off. Mm, what's that? Talk about it. You meet. Mm -hmm. There's attraction. Mm-hmm. You sex. 
there's attraction. Mm -hmm. You date, there's attraction. You mm -hmm. love, there's attraction. You marry, there's attraction. You stay married, less attraction. You stay married more, maybe some kids. Mm -hmm. Still love, less right. attraction. And the fall off is just the, the physical. It's more physical for the most part. Um, that, that complacency, that comfortability of each person not providing or or keeping themselves to a certain standard for themselves. Right. In terms of still keeping their partner attracted, attractive. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's it, work. It, and it's work, but. Go ahead. But. Go ahead. The fall off is we, we're trying to be manipulative to prevent mm -hmm. you from feeling like it's work. If it becomes a part of conditioning, then you'll do it. People work out of fear more than they work out of love. So if you're scared you're going to lose That's me, true. you might do all types of shit. You know what I'm saying? It's just like even when when people do break up, all of a sudden you get the you know the the revenge body and all this other stuff. Like there's certain there's a certain willingness to to push limits when there's fear or when there's revenge. So what happens is you try to literally put that into the relationship, right? As a placeholder, so that way the person is always guarded to where if I don't keep myself up, then you know they may fall in love with me, they may you know leave me, they may. So it, it, it's fucked up, it's manipulative, mm. but the alternative is what a lot of men are seeing, and that's the fall off. But also, you can't get to the point as well where, I mean, if there's a certain expectation that's there, and you just fall short of that expectation, there is a responsibility that you have there. You know, yeah. for example, in, in, in what you what you were just describing as far as the weight thing, yeah. like if, if when you got married, you expected that person to remain healthy, yeah. you know, healthy. A, he, healthy, healthy, healthy in a sense of, you know, we've talked about this and at 300, at, if, if I met you at 250 and I tell you at 300 pounds, that's not attractive for me. Because I know me, like, let's, love aside, guys, I, I love love, I'm a fan of love, but I'm also human. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I ha when I'm with my partner, I have to be honest and transparent about the human aspect of me, too. And if the human aspect of me says at 300 pounds, you know what I'm saying, that's sloppy and it's not really attractive to me, like, even if there's something serious as far as an illness or as far as something that takes over you, like, I'm still going to love you. Yes. Yes. But am I going to be attracted to you? No. no. And like, and that's the real, that's real, that's the real, but we don't, we try to dance around, you know what I'm saying? Certain situations when it comes to people mm -hmm. and we're like, you know, have that expectation. Sure. Make sure that expectation is put out there up front though. Yeah. You know, don't, don't go wife and these girls. you like, like I got my girl Rhonda. Rhonda was like, um, she said that she, she posted a quote that says, ladies, if a man, um, says I'm tired of hoeing, I need a wife. Run. I agree. <laughs> Run. Touche. Cedric says, I think when um I think when men say it's a different connotation of need than um I don't know, let me see. I think when men say need, it's a different connotation of need than um what women associate with need because men and women treat the word uh want different. Thoughts? I don't, I'm, mm, that's a, when, I, I mean, I think it's a discussion. I, I just don't, I don't know if women will ever understand. Like, I, I'm listening. I mean, it's a weird, uh, like, I'm, I'm listening. I think, I think when men. It's, it's the nurture versus providing thing. You know, 
I mean, I, you know, definitely correct me, said, but what a, what a man needs is, like, it goes back to the ego. You know, we're, we're ego-driven. Most women are nourishment-driven, you know, because there's so much in, in a relationship and so much y'all are willing to provide and able to provide. Y'all are able to birth, like, literally birth a baby. That's not what we can give you. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that naturally is a different aspect because you're looking for a protector of the family. Man, we're not looking for you to protect us. Mm-hmm. We're looking for you to... Are you not? Are you not looking out for, for to, I mean, like, protect, I mean, protect my ego. Like, it's still protecting my mind, protecting my heart, making me feel like I'm the only one you need. Emotional protection. Yes. But when women look for emotional protection, it's not from a, I don't think it's from an ego stance. It's from a, a pure, it's from a pure place. I believe it's like protect my heart. Men, it's like make me feel like I'm the man. That's mental. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think it's two different places that we, that we're, that we, we operate that from. That we operate from. And there's nothing wrong with it because that's the beauty is that but. conditioning or is that yes. the natural way of things? Because I, I that, and that's, that's one thing that I'm challenged with, you know, when it comes to this whole thing, because a lot of men scream, that's the natural order of things. And a lot of, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel like that a lot, a large part of it is, um, conditioning, you know, like it, of course there's certain things that are innate in us, yeah. but there's also things that are not nourished in us that should be nourished in us. You know, that, that there are a lot of things that should be taught to us, you know, and, and, and we actually have personal accountability in regards to development since we're l- from little humans on up to big humans that we don't get. We're the, we're the generation, I'd say our generation and maybe the generation prior, maybe the 70s, 80s babies um, are the first generation where access to free love is acceptable. You know, mm-hmm. our grandparents, they was work, it was a different type of working. It was a different type of society they were dealing with. You know, that providing necessarily didn't have, you know, and my, my, my dad talked about his father, wasn't, it wasn't, I love you, son. Right. Like, it wasn't, that wasn't the, it wasn't even conditioning. That's mm-hmm. not, you couldn't be, you couldn't be that open. You couldn't be that vulnerable at that time because the real world out there would have you hung. Right. If you made, you know, a wrong decision. So... Our parents and our generation is really that first generation to where we can tap into that vulnerability. And a lot are left Mm. behind because, you know, everybody can't create that space if it wasn't provided for them. Right. But at what point as a man, not a boy, not a child, you know what I'm saying? Not some adolescent who is mixed up with all these emotions, but as a grown ass man who has gone through heartbreak who has gone through certain experiences, at what point do you not say, you know what, my lack of, and this is the accountability, accountability part, I, re- I, I need to be able to express myself in a relationship, freely and vulnerably be able to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I need to be able to articulate, like, n- women, we're not going to read your mind. If you want us to stroke your ego, a, n- a lot of women is not going to know automatically when you're in a relationship how exactly to stroke your ego, how exactly to make you feel, you know what I'm saying, that you are actually, you know what I'm saying, valued and appreciated. Sometimes you literally have to open up your mouth and say, you know what, this makes me appreciate it. This makes me feel happy. And if you don't ever say that to her, but you guys spend years, Years together with one another you spend months together with one another creating something and she's just looking and you're looking at her to, to just figure it out because you're a man like however will you guys get to a point where you're emotionally able to complete complete something that you guys have together if you're not able to articulate what that means or what those needs are maybe maybe it's the fact that 
Because I'm tired we're, of we're, it. I think, <laughs> I think the biggest, the biggest societal conformance, conf, the biggest thing we try to adjust to by conforming is love as the concept itself. You know, I think we, we're all searching for what love is. We're, when we're dating, we're all trying to get to that place when we can say we love each other because saying that that person makes me happy isn't enough. You know, I, I, I personally, I grew up as a romantic. Mm-hmm. You know, all I wanted to do was fall in love. I was writing love letters. I was just, I was just simp right. to, the, to the thousandth degree. Right. <laughs> as I've matriculated through life and I've gone through things like now, I'm not hardened, right. but I'm not the romantic person I was in the past. I just want peace. Before, it wasn't about peace. It was about me making another person happy, and I mm-hmm. was making that my peace. Mm-hmm. Now, right. as I've matured, it's like I, I truly want peace. Like I'd rather a conversation where, you know, you really tap into my mind and into my heart. Mm-hmm. You tap into that, and I, I can be satisfied with that. I can be attracted to that. There's nothing wrong with saying that. I don't know if I love you. I just know that around you is where I want to be. Mm. You know, so I think when people attach everything to just this one word of love, we, we really mess ourselves up because it's a concept that is individual. It's a concept that right. can't be determined. It can't be validated. Right. You know, so if we just focus on how that other person makes us feel and the things that we appreciate about them. Mm-hmm. If I'm appreciated, I actually feel better than you telling. If I feel appreciated, right. and I'm like, I appreciate you, that's actually stronger than me telling you I love you. Right. Because I've said I love you just in, in the middle of some some wetness. Right, right, right. And, and at that point, I meant it, but I didn't appreciate that person. Right. But if I say I appreciate you, like, there's a gratefulness. If I'm grateful, there's an intimacy in that that's greater than love. But guess what? That has to be communicated. Well, and, and but, I, because, but because we're trying so hard to get that person to fall in love with us or love us unconditionally, we look past, that person just makes me happy. Like, I don't know if I love them. I just know I feel good around them. Because we, we have to be in love to be in relationships. Is that the man's... Or do you feel like that's people in general, or do you feel like that's a, a large man perspective that you have to be in love to be in a relationship? And the only that's reason why I say that is because during, you know what I'm saying, my dating time, like mm-hmm. I, I, I was able to date and, and, and befriend um, a lot of gentlemen who feel like that the only way that they can say, like the thing is they've said that they loved me. Mm-hmm. who I am as a person, but it took them so much to even, to even acknowledge I love you as a person because they associated love with that romanticness, relationship and with relationship and commitment, and that for them to even say that they appreciate who I am and that they, they, that they actually love the person that, they, that I am, it damn near took having a, you know, like it took some walls that they have that had to even be knocked down in order to say, you know what, I love the person that you are. I that, appreciate you for, for 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 being you. Because that that just goes that's general that's gener, generational. Like I, b- I believe if we could say that for for certain women you can say that and they understand exactly where you're coming from. You know what I'm saying? It's not necessarily a friend zone or a brother sister thing, but it's like yo, I I love you. Like I'm attracted. I lust you. We respect each other. Mm-hmm. But I'm letting you know there's something different about you. It doesn't mean right. we need to start dating. It right. doesn't mean we're going to get married. Right. I'm just letting you know that's how I feel. That doesn't exist. Let's just be real. Like you, I can't I can't tell women I love them. But I could, th- I you can, can't I tell every woman that but you love them. I could feel that them. about multiple women. And it not even be a relationship thing. But how do you decipher? Most women aren't able to decipher if I say, I love your spirit. That's deeper than me saying I love you. Now, now. 
you say, you, but you just, what you did was when you said, I love your spirit, you specified the type of love that you have That's for me. That's deeper than saying love sometimes. No, 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 no. Cause love is love. Love Most is love. Women don't even know they have a spirit. Lo- lo- <laughs> Let's be real. Like, what do you mean my spirit? Love is love. Yeah. And if you look at a woman and, 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 and as a man, you say, you know what? I love your spirit. You know, saying love means there's a super deep connection or appreciation for that particular thing that you're describing that you are so appreciative of. I agree. I love your spirit. I love your cooking. I love your ass in those pants. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, cool. You know know what we think happens? You ever seen those cartoons? When we say it, we like, I love, we just think all the rest, everything that comes after love turns into just this. But that, that, that comes with discernment. And I think a lot of men miss out on what discernment really means because what they do is they stop paying attention. Once they get hurt from that one female, mm-hmm. love then gets transferred to, okay, I want to feel this thing called love again. However, now I have to guard my heart so much so that I'm literally going to have to make sure that the next person that I say I love you to is vetted before I say that. And yeah. the vetting process, depending on the man, can be can be very strenuous. It can be very time consuming. It can be very much like pulling teeth for a woman. And we ain't interested in all that shit. We just need you to be who you are. And if for the discernment part is, you know what I'm saying? If you if you are in that particular relationship with a woman or you're dating her and you, and as a man, you see certain signs that make it, you know, make her seem clingy or make her seem, you know, like she wants a relationship and she don't care who it is, mm. you know, like she's giving off certain t- fellas know your words, pay attention to your signs, pay attention to the signs too. That, that is discernment. When you're, when you're a guy that can feed into a different intellectual capacity of a woman, that discernment kind of goes out the window. Cause what happens is a lot of women haven't been nurtured through a love language. They haven't been nurtured through conversation. You know they haven't been they haven't been told they have a beautiful spirit like That's they've been told me like yo you fine so, like so what happened I'm just what what can happen is when you go that deep there could be there can be an even more extreme. That's not deep to you to you it's not deep. There's some women there's some women, there's some men or there's some women that if you just if you show any signs of love it's not it's not that they're like as soon as you say it like they're like oh my god I'm in love with you but when you say it. All of a sudden, you, you see that there's a different pattern, and 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 they they desire to hear that more. There's a lot of people just dealing with some fuckery and some. I, listen, I know you're different, all right. I like, mean, you're, I, you're connected in a different way, but you you literally can't tell certain. But you know women what? Anything past the surface of like, I really I really like your spirit, like your conversation, like the the, the shallow things work a lot easier. Like, oh, you're beautiful, you fine, damn girl, you know what I'm saying? That that's. That keeps that keeps the communication on a certain level. But when I really, if I really like, I really like your mind, then what we what what, what a lot of men have experienced is it becomes like uh-huh. a what a lot of men have experienced is it becomes like I might need to take this guy more seriously because I haven't had a man say that to me. Right. And here's from the women's standpoint. I'm listening. We are lacking men. We are completely lacking. Because the thing is, the only reason why we get so freaking greedy is because th- y'all don't ever say the shit to us. 
And when you don't ever say the shit to us, then we get thirsty behind it because it's never said to us. If we are, if we, if, if a woman is in your life and you love her, tell her you love her. If a woman is in your life and, and you appreciate her, tell her you appreciate her. If you continue to starve her because she's supposed to be in some deserving category before you actually deliver that, then you're going to put yourself in a situation where you're continuously black men. You are starving black women because we need to hear these things. And because we don't hear these things and they come far, very far and few between when we finally hear them. Now we thirsty because it's like, Oh my God, he actually said this to me. My daddy didn't say it to me. My uncle didn't say it to me. You know what I'm saying? Nobody, no, only very few men say this thing to me. So because of that, that attachment is there. I agree. And I'm just saying as that man in certain circumstances, a lot of potential friendships end up in the ghost ships because I realized that there can be no friendship after I've been that honest. Being the person that's willing to say that, you know what I'm saying? And, and it's not a problem. I agree all black men need to be that honest. And if, well, like you said, if we are that honest, there's not this rebellious spirit. Right. As soon as somebody says it to do it, you know, but there's still wolves out there that use that, you know, to get in the bed and all these other things. So I don't, I don't necessarily know the answer. But there always are going to be those wolves out there. But if you, if so you. So the discernment's not on the man. No, no. Here's I what, can't I, no, no. Here's what happens. Uh-huh. If I know more genuineness that comes from you saying that to me or have more genuine experiences than I don't have genuine experience, mm. then I have something to base off of, like to help me guide my discernment with. I understand. But that. if, if, if the whole, if, if the only people that have said that, you know what I'm saying? I, I have a beautiful spirit is every man that tried to sleep with me. Of course I'm going to be scorned as a woman. But that's what I'm saying. Is the sermon in the man. What do you mean? I, I'll never be able to discern who I can say that to. But I, I I just don't understand like the the discernment for the for the man because of course I I get it to the extent of you have to be careful you know what I'm saying and 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 I guess my explanation is coming from why you guys have to be careful those mm-hmm. ones who are free or who want to say those things mm-hmm. you know I get that why you guys have to be careful um but coming from the other end of it from the woman who is definitely starved like as a man if to 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 only know that is for you to literally have to be so comfortable and confident in yourself to where when you say that to a woman you're sure enough in yourself that you want to say that no matter how it is that she may feel about that because there's something within you that feel like she needs to hear that. I mean, at, at some point, you can't continue to like go back and forth on whether or not... I, because here's, here's, the, here's the thing. You're starving yourself from actually saying it. I know I want to say this. I know I feel this way, but I'm not going to say it because I know she's not ready. That's like two people... You know, one person wanting to tell the other person they love them, but they don't want to say it because they don't know if the other person is, you know, equipped to handle whether or not they love each other, but they feel that way, but they don't want to say nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And Cedric kind of pointed, what happens is an energy shift. You know, it's a, it's a balance between, can we still be friends after I've said this? Cause that's where the conversation goes. I definitely feel we need to be open, honest. I definitely feel it's not something we need to hold back on us. Holding back does create, more issues when the people that do are able to express it, say it, that it becomes this big, mm. you know, this big glorious thing. But um, I guess it's just that energy shift is that once I say it now, you might 
look at me at a totally different level. Like I'm still on we just vibe and chill. But if you mean it, you mean it. You know, Rhonda makes a good point. She was like, I, don't say it unless you truly meant it. No, I mean it. But what happens is if now all of a sudden the conversations go to a different energy and now it's like, well, you know, I, I kind of like you more than whatever. Like we can't just go out. Like I'm, I think I like I like you more than that. So what? So so rather than face the disappointment, uh, so is it is it is that it? So so as men, you I'm don't. I'm not disappointed. I just when, once I ghost, I become a bad person. But but again, even before the ghosting happens, once you say that to a woman, you know, mm. hey, I love you, you know, or I love your spirit. Mm. And then all of a sudden she comes back and she says, you know what? I'm so glad that you said that to me because I was thinking or and or feeling this particular way about you. Mm-hmm. As a man, if you don't feel that particular way about her as far as reciprocity is concerned, mm-hmm. just being honest Enough to say, you know what, I'm glad, you know, thank you for expressing to me that you felt that way. You know, like, I'm not quite there yet. I just wanted to express this one particular interest that Mm. I feel like, you know, I love about you. It's not all connected. Sometimes men, you have to look at a woman who who may be emotionally, you know, I'm not going to say unstable but emotionally she connects everything she has not she has not perfected the craft of compartmentalization you know what i'm saying like because there's some women out there who have not and if she comes to you and she says that to you i i think it's very important that you articulate to her that you know no i just want you to understand that this is just this one particular thing that i feel about you you know this way and it doesn't connect if I you agree. tell a woman that it doesn't connect, it hones her back in. Reel it in. Reel it in, girl. And have you ever heard have you ever heard the expression, I have enough friends? What do you mean? I mean, as far as a woman? But that's the thing. If you say that and it warrants you a loss because you realize, you know what, I've said this to her, and then she she now then is defensive with me. Because if if a woman comes to you after you say that to her and she says, you know what, I have enough friends, that's her being defensive because she cannot deal with just accepting you in that one particular entity of where you came from. And what I'm saying is, how do I move past? What what do I do at that point? That's that's a good question. That's a good. I mean, that's that's a good response. What do I do once she hits the rejection? Do I? Since I meant it, what I said, mm-hmm. do I fight through that energy and be like, nah? But no. we still. That's why. I, and I simply said that's where the ghost comes in. No. Like you're agreeing with the ghost. Like it just she ended up being like, well, since you said that and you put that out there, like I don't know if I can just go back to this because you put that out there and you don't mean it past that. So that's right. what I'm saying. It's still sometimes turned into the once you say it, you have to realize there may be a certain response that you have to be willing to meet, and that meet. If you use the word love or you're talking about their spirit and stuff, mm-hmm. it go it surpasses friendship or what people consider to be friendship level conversation. I agree with what you're saying, and I, I definitely feel we need to say more. Just personally experiencing it, once you use certain words or certain phrases, the energy shifts. Right. And there's a different, there's just a different perception on what you could be. And once you go that route, you're not able to joke about the same shit all the time. Or even even mm. even if you say, even when they come to you and you'll be like, you know what, I'm not really in a space where I want to be in a relationship. Guess what happens when they see you in a relationship two months down the road? They resent you because they're like, but you said with me, but you wasn't. Uh, who cares at that point? Well, you happy saying, and you're in a relationship. If that happens with multiple black women, then now you become that toxic toxic man that just says stuff to them. No. To feed. I'm, not, I'm not saying that's true. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that's the perception and that, that's what tends to happen. And that's how you get a bad name that you are that dude that just be, you know, saying stuff to get in their drawers. But that's the women that have to own their shit. 
and who has yet to own their shit and will continuously find themselves in toxic situations or lonely or depressed or depressed or putting themselves in situations where it's insane that they keep repeating the same things over and over again because instead of just accepting what that man said for it being just what it is you continue to to, to play yourself. Yeah. You're not playing. He not playing you, sis. Yeah. You playing yourself. Zayda says, "So what do you want from her?" And that that's what it becomes. Once I say you have a beautiful spirit, why would I say that if I'm not looking to dive deeper into that aspect of you? Like what? At the end of the day, what's the point of me saying that if I'm not going to have a follow? What's the point of me saying like you're the most beautiful person I, I, I've ever I've ever seen, or you know I've never had a conversation this deep if it's not going to lead to anything else? Yeah. So that that's the that's that's not the fear. I would say, Rhonda, that's not it's not a fear to a certain degree. It's just once you've learned that certain words or buzzwords or power words can lead to a certain energy, you have to be mindful. It's not fear. It's just being mindful that that can take that energy and, and take it someplace that you may not be able to return to based off experiences. But the discernment levels is so fucking fucked up that when you when you get with someone who's able to handle that, you then are because you don't know how to discern or you haven't practiced that or you haven't practiced failing at discernment and yeah. just getting better at being with, because I feel like a lot of men fail at discernment because they keep dating the, the same woman. That could be true. Like, I mean, you're never going to be in a situation where you can meet, you, you can actually put yourself in a situation where you're knowing what to compare against as far as discernment is concerned. If you keep con keep dating that the, the same woman so if you have dated multiple women and you have those women who you're able who who's able to be like oh thank you you know what i appreciate that about you know that you 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 said that to me yeah then you're able to know you know what this particular chick was abc xyz she showed this this is what her energy looked like this is what her emotions look like this is the behavior that she you know explained display and this is the type of woman that i'm pretty sure that i can say certain things like that too in my experience, it has been men mostly don't even want to chance it. And I feel, I feel the energy though. Be mm. So because I'm more, you know, aware of that, what that energy means and I'm not afraid to call it out. I'm, I'm the one that ends up calling it out. Yo, like, what is this? You know what I'm saying? Like you're doing everything but saying it. So say it. That works for, uh, I agree it should happen, but that, uh, you know. That, that works for people to have a certain open mindset and open to, I don't know. That just works with open minds, free minds that. But that also comes with the dating down. It does. It definitely comes with dating down. I mean, yeah, it's, it's. What, what King Wisdom say? Not, Come I mean, on, talk to me. You know, it's rough. I mean, this is real life. So it's just. <laughs> <laughs> It's just kind of rough, man. It is a hard balance. I'm the type, if I see a woman and she's beautiful, I want to be like, yo, you you are so beautiful. But you you just literally can't say that to everyone. That like is you, so sad. And like the discernment comes from just realizing you can't say that to everyone. That is so sad because honestly, like it made my day a couple weeks ago when I was out and these it's two young gentlemen mm. who looked at me and like I was I was in a gas station at a store and I got out of my car and I, I and I went to the store and came back in and he had watched me and so he rolled down the window he was in the car with his mom mm. and he rolled down the window and he said I just wanted to tell you that you're very pretty and that's it 
And I looked at him and I said, you know what? I appreciate you for telling me that. Please don't stop being afraid to tell women they are beautiful or that or that they are pretty if you recognize that in them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then the, the, the next, I was at the grocery store somewhere, and it's another young guy. He was probably about 16, 17 years old. And he looked at me, and he was like, gosh, you're very beautiful. And I looked at him, and I had to say the same thing to him, just to encourage him to continue to compliment women without having or wanting anything in return. Because you are the woman that is able to accept it without additional explanation so what like, do y'all do y'all just categorize not, everybody no, no no what i'm saying is if you're that woman right like i'm only speaking from a place of experience so i'm just telling you more times than not when i've done that it hasn't been accepted like thank you you know i appreciate that and that's it it's turned into so why can't we be together is y'all's ego that freaking fragile i'm telling you the conversation i'm not even talking about it i'm just talking about what the next question would be like why am i not good enough to date and i could be like well you know that's not where my, i'm not in that space but you're amazing. Well, if you're, if I'm so amazing, then why wouldn't we date? But that's, I'm, I'm not talking. This isn't an ego. Like this is no ego. These are the conversations that happen when the energy goes a certain place. I'm only saying if it didn't, if it never happened, then I couldn't bring up these examples. Right. So right. I'm just speaking of the examples that 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 shy men away from being that open and honest. Not the ignorant dudes that like show. You know, not the dudes that don't care and they really course, try to get. I'm talking course. about the dudes that really you know just want to speak something into you. You know, speak something into your spirit. You know what I'm saying? So it's, this isn't an ego thing. This is just sometimes the response or, you know, some may call it fear. I just feel it's more being mindful that it could take things to certain levels. It's the same way a woman can't do certain things or respond a certain way to a man that makes an advance at her. Because, you know, as soon as you make a certain response, there's a certain response that may make him feel like have the confidence to keep going. You know what I'm saying? So it's almost like mm. there's a certain there's a certain call or response that you're aware of. And we're aware of that, too. If I say certain things like this might go left the same way, if a guy's like, hey, sure, you know, what's your number? What you want to do when you like you give him a little bit of play, he might keep going where you might just want to shut it down. Because, if you know, respond a certain way it's going to give him the confidence to keep going. So I think it works both ways. It's just I, I, I don't I don't know. King wisdom. Like, I mean, I, I understand, like. People want to call, you know, or, or in our relationships and in a lot of relationships that I deal with with men, you know, they call me the unicorn or the exception. You know, however, I feel like everyone has that potential, you know, to be that unicorn and to, and, and to, to really move into that space. But when for me, regardless of if a man tells me that I'm I, I look nice, you know, like my. I, oh, no, 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 not, not that. Scratch it. Just going back to having that interaction with someone where you're, um, you're, you're in a situation where somebody does compliment you and they're expecting a negative return. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like, cause, cause that's what men do. Like, it's almost like, Hey, I'm ready for, I'm ready for the drawback. The ones I'm, that care. I'm, I'm ready for the blowback. The you know what I'm saying? Care. Right. The so, ignorant dudes. So even yeah. the ignorant dudes, like I don't change, I don't change yeah. my mannerisms because someone decided to approach me ignorantly. Mm. You know, like if someone come to me like, yo, what's up, shawty? You know what I'm saying? I wanted to get in that ass. Like, you know what I'm saying? What it do? You know, my prop, my response. No, does, thank you. No, thank you, King. No, I, my response <laughs> is that's not how I want to be approached. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Try that with somebody else. But honestly, it's very disrespectful that you would even think to approach another woman like that. Like, would you approach your daughter like that? Would you approach your mother like that? 
Give them something to think about. You, I don't have to come back and be like, you know what? Fuck you. You ain't shit calling me like that. Nah, because you know what? I allow somebody else to get me out of my character. Mm-hmm. I allow somebody to take that, to take the energy and where I was and move me to a completely different space. Mm-hmm. Like when you get into the, to the habit of allowing other people to, jo- to, 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 to have the control to avoid your joy and where your peace lie. Like, of course, you're going to always get those situations where even if somebody's being stupid or being ignorant and calling you, you know what I'm saying, something that you know you're not. Like, if you continue to give that fuel, you're only continuing to give that other person fuel. Yeah, I agree. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to challenge myself this week. If I if I feel ever so moved to speak into a, a, a lady's spirit, I'm just going to do it and see see where it, balance it out, balances out at. I'm going to come back next week, and we're going to kind of see where that challenge leads me. When I move, it's not it's not going to be no forces. When I'm ever so moved okay. to speaking to a spirit, I'm going to do that, and I'm going I'm to I'm return back, because I could be wrong. I could be basing this on, you know, last year. I could be basing this on last week. Yeah. I mean, and definitely it, basing it on and last it, week. And, and it, <laughs> <laughs> you stupid. I definitely basing it on last week. Oh, uh, I can't wait to talk about that. Listen, I'm, I'm just saying it's real. And like I said, this, this is a conversation because, you know, these things happen. So for the sisters that know sisters that do, that are ready for love at at whatever cost or whatever extreme, mm-hmm. have a conversation with the same way I'm over here talking to these dudes that be speaking reckless and, and trying to let them know if you're not serious, like, don't play the serious game. Right, you know, right. There's definitely enough people out here having fun, enjoying their lives. You know, for you to meddle within those those circles, so you know it's our responsibility to hold the people that we know are serious, yeah, um, accountable. You know, put these same people of like minds in certain circles, and I know at least does a great job with that with the conversation, with the game night that's coming up, um, with the, just you know the the form and the group itself. You know, we have to have people of like minds having these conversations yeah, because we, we know the people that we're talking about that deserve that opportunity. Right. So we just have to come together, have these conversations and, you know, build each other up. Right. I agree. Because you, you don't really want a situation where, you know, you find yourself repeating the same damn cycle over and over again to the point where, you know, now because ladies, you know, Cedric and Zaida and, and Rhonda, shout out to you guys online. You know, Cedric made a good point, like teachable moments, mm-hmm. because women always have the power of influence over men. Listen, we only do it because of that dude, like, hey, shorty, that works for a certain female. Exactly. And and when and when he realizes, like, he may have never had a teachable moment yeah. to the point where he said, hey, shawty to somebody, maybe that's just how he he's always been conditioned to get girls. Exactly. But when if, if he looks at me and he says that, number one, I can't look at myself and be like, oh, my God, I can't believe somebody like him decided to holler at somebody like me, me. because I'm way out of his league. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was just his way of being able to, you know, talk to a female. So when you're able to give somebody that education or or give them that teachable moment and not degrade them, devalue them, disrespect them, you know, then you're able to say, you know what, this type of lady, this type of woman, you're going to have to adjust a little bit. Mm -hmm. If this is what you want, then you're going to have to try to do it like this. Yeah. I agree. agree. Because we get into these situations where we start dating down and settling then, then now we get into these fake ass relationships. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of, of dating down, and I really feel that's, uh, it, it affects the black community and, yes. and our black women at a much higher rate than yes. anyone else. I call it the baby boy prophecy. What is that? Baby boy, the movie. Uh huh. You know, it was a very toxic relationship with mm-hmm. a, a guy that was needy and, to a certain degree, 
Uh, mm. She fell in love with that need. It's almost like having a dog. Like, that dog ain't going to survive without you. Wow. There's a human nature to wanting to, to the feeling needed. You wow. know what I'm saying? And sometimes that leads to very, very one-sided relationships. Wow. You know, and it goes into victimhood. It also goes into, uh, you know, it goes into ego. It, mm. it goes into misplacing that energy of, of true love, mm. um, com- compassion um, out of need. You know, and needs never necessarily a good barometer for how somebody feels about you is just how they feel about what they need at that point. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's almost like how America is is divided until there's a tragedy and all of a sudden everybody has flags and everybody's helping. You know, during tragedy, everybody just helps each other out. That's human nature. Like, we, we put all that shit aside. Like, I need you to save me. Mm. We all just unite and we sing songs and we have flags on our windows and cars. Right. What happens as soon as that tragedy's over, we've moved past it. When we don't have that need or that that desire to to have somebody save us, shit yeah. gets real, and we go back to who we really are. You and, know, so dating hmm. down, dating down isn't the answer. You know, yeah, uh, that's true. Uh, uh, trying to find somebody to fill that void out of desperation—that's never the answer. True. It's it's temporary. It's temporarily fulfilling. You know, if you're if you're down and out, and you just need somebody to you know to fill that void need and make you give you some love. temporary purpose, it works very well for that. But you know, dating down is it's very uh it's a very outdated mm, it, very it's it's very outdated you know, and standards are real and they're necessary when you know who you are. And if you don't know who you are, don't date. I think out I think dating down is more prevalent now than it has ever been. Oh. Um yeah, like because we are taught not to need to love ourselves. Mm. We are taught to need the love of someone else. And it's cultivated from the time we are small. I need you to love me this way. I, I, we, we don't, we don't, we, our parents did not teach us how to need to love ourselves, how to cultivate what that looks like. We are, it's our, love for the most part, growing up for a lot of people is codependency. I'm going to drop this real quick, and we're not going to talk about it. Okay. Be careful of your spiritual guidance because church teaches you that you're not able to love yourself without a greater power either. Yes. Find the balance. I'm not telling you don't love God. Right, right. I'm not telling but I'm I'm saying what I'm literally saying is you have to learn how to make decisions for yourself. Yes. You have to learn how to love yourself. Yes. Past this ultimate being. Yes. Because the decisions are yours, so don't yes. fall into that that, that guy. Because because what? Cause, cause, fade out of that. Nah, you can't look. Listen, listen, we got to learn. Like 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 it. It took me leaving church, leaving religion, to realize that the power of God is me. Is you? Is me? Greater you know what I'm saying? Me? Listen, like like I. Ha- but I had to separate myself yeah. because again, I was being taught to codepend on something. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And in that codependency, in that relying, like even even through prayer, even through, you know, putting myself in a situation where my faith was there, like faith without works is dead. It is. But that's a that's a that's a saying that rings true, but a practice that's not giving as far as resources within and of the you know what I'm saying, the religious network. A the, practice yeah, it's that not, is given without resources. It's a practice that does that's not deep. have resources. You need to put that on T shirts. <laughs> So, you know, for, for, for me, I had to make that separation because I had to, I had to first know who is the God in me. Mm-hmm. I, I can't respect that. If I can't respect that God, 
then I can't respect myself, you know, and I'm going to want to just be out here saving everybody exactly. without saving myself, yeah. which is why those, you know, that, that term don't save her. Yeah. She don't want to be. Yeah. Listen, yeah. like for dudes, it's Captain save a hoe. What is it for women? For women, it's Commander Build-A-Man. God damn. Chief Save-A-Bro. Build a Mistress fixed him, Felicia. Damn, fix him, Felicia. <laughs> That's just real. We always trying to fix our men. Yeah. We're always trying to make sure that we, oh, you know what, baby? You ain't got this, but you got this. You got this. I'm gonna pull a little, I'm gonna pull a little bit of love over here. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna pull a little bit of um 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 emotional uh readiness over here. You know, I'm gonna pull a little bit of um um communication from this part of you Mm -hmm. you know i'm gonna try to build some some man because you got you got potential in abc xyz but only only enough to hold me not enough to to sustain me sustaining and holding like you no, like you 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 got enough to pull me but not enough to sustain if you're building me you'll always need me to be in a place where there's emptiness for you to continue building yeah you know what I'm saying? And for the man, once I once you built me to a place where I succeed, if you've only been a crutch and now I can walk without you, what's your purpose? So my question to the men, what's the point of wasting her time if you know you have no plans of being what she needs? Fulfilling that need that she has just to be loved for that point in time when she knows that she's not ready to be loved. Mm. So it's then, a cycle. Ooh, so then it falls the responsibility on the woman to recognize that that it's, man is only there for that need and nothing else. I hate, to say, I hate to say it, but mm. the discernment is is, is going to be 74.73% on the woman. I don't even know how else to say it because men we we literally react to we we react to what will get us what we need. We're reactors. Women are women are a little more kinetic with their energy. So, like I said, if all women, yeah. like, I want, I only date dudes. If all women can't get we only date dudes that wear red shirts. Guess what every man going to try to work, work to find a red shirt? I don't think it works the other way. We, like, oh, we ain't dating a woman unless she wear a red shirt. Who the fuck are you to tell me what to wear? Like, that'll be, like, the woman, there's a strength in a woman that's not willing to fold because y'all have been having to fold for so long. Right, right, You know what I'm saying? So, right. the dynamic is different. Like, that's what, the, the women, y'all have the control Y'all have y'all literally are put in a place now to discern. Like you have a power. It's it's a subconscious Man. underlying power. But like that's what I was saying earlier. Like, I can say whatever I need to say, but I'm almost putting in your lap to discern. And it shouldn't be all that shouldn't be on you. Nah, it should not. And we tired. But 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 that's 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 the transition. We that's tired. the transition from always being at a certain place and now being at a place of power. We tired. I mean, I understand. Like, like we, we, we so tired, and we are at the point now where we are holding you accountable. And, and twerking. Yeah, and all of that. We can twerk and hold you accountable. <laughs> I can be <laughs> in the kitchen and cook, cooking a whole steak yeah, and, a, and having a whole twerk, conversation boy. about how you needed to make sure your ass is at work because <sighs> we got a goal in mind. And you know what I'm saying? Like, you can do that. You know what I'm saying? But I'm sorry, not sorry, but black men, you are so much more better than this. You know, then your circumstance, then the color of your skin, then what society has, you know what I'm saying? What this damn society has made you, made you out to be. Like, I feel like society has made our black men weak and vulnerable and it's stripping you of your power. And for the ones that come into my life, for me, like, that are willing to learn and grow, like, I'm here for you, but I don't think you're going to drink, but, but, but here's it. 
Don't think you're coming to drink from my well with no reciprocity. What are you doing to make sure that the woman in your life who is, who is the well for you, who is giving you nourishment, what are you doing to make sure that she stays full to keep you hydrated? In a simple, it, 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 it's almost an insolvable equation because and it kind of goes back to the marriage thing. Like even me, you know, I'm a giver. I, I, I cook, I clean, I do all that. But, you know, what I want to come home to is conversation and a woman that would like to cook sometime, like cook my favorite dish or just I like to come home to a meal. You know what I'm saying? Like it's still going to be simplistic things for a man. You know, and, and those simplistic things or those roles, which equal out to be roles, it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to balance it out because I don't know if I'm conditioned. Mm-hmm. I just know the way that I receive love outside of conversation right. is through, you know, acts of kindness or acts of or sexual acts. And that's me just being real as possible. So mm. it's almost like what what else can a woman do outside of that conversation? I sound like I was from Baltimore. What else can a woman do? <laughs> what else can a woman do to... Uh, to make me feel appreciated, if I come home from work and I'm a little tired, then all I expect is, you know, a clean, a clean house. If she got home first, because if I get home first, I'm cleaning the house. Mm-hmm. A clean house, some dinner, you know, maybe some wine, maybe some conversation. Like, there's not really that much. At, when, when a lot of times when women speak of like I'm a good woman, I'm like, okay, so what skill sets do you have that are tangible for me? Because I'm a man. We're talking about tangible. I cut the grass. You know right. what I'm saying? I I take the car. I oh, I change the oil. So the things that may be tangible for me as a man, because once again, we think very simplistically, it's not always as deep as our partners is what a lot of times when you're saying like, I'm a good woman, like, you know, like what is there outside when we're home outside of conversation for me to know that I'm appreciated outside of the typical gender roles that seem to get us in trouble anyway. Hmm. Like if you don't want to cook for me, okay, now we're going out to eat. So guess what? I'm like, damn, okay, now I got to. And, you know, if you pay for dinner, cool. But it's like I still want a woman that can cook because those are still aspects I love about my grandmother, that I love about my mother. Right. You know, so that there's still certain, it's not gender roles, but there's just certain, there's certain things that are very simplistic that we as men look for in women that when they don't provide it, the extra thing of you being like, uh, I don't know, you being like extra free or extra whatever, it doesn't yeah. really matter because I'm still... I still conform to what a man expects from his woman. One of the things that your your your, your bro Cedric said was, um, "Black women have to stop mommying us." Also, but we love our moms, so right? I, and a lot of women want us because we can treat our mom well. But right? he said that we men are natural takers. This must be understood by women. And also, it, he says, you know, the mommying thing, he said it breaks us because men learn to take from their mothers first. Yeah. You know, but my question then is, if men can understand how important it is for you to receive what a woman is giving you to make you happy and to boost your ego, then at what point are you guys conditioned? Do you guys learn? Do you guys open up to being vulnerable to knowing, you know what? She's giving me this. What is my responsibility to give her back? And that's what I was saying when it comes to this, like my, this personally is, and it, it sounds bad, but my, this actually sounds like some old fashioned shit. Like I cook, I clean. If I get home first, you got the bubble bath. I do all that. So if you get home after me, like, what is this? 
what is the this? Like, if if I get home and you don't like cooking, like I know, I know, I know plenty of you know women like I don't like to cook. Yeah, so if, yeah. I'm, if I'm married, what is this? Right, but if but that's the thing, like if men, this is cooking. Right, but, but if you if you are as a man, if you already know your chick don't cook, it don't always it don't always start out like that because that's where it comes down to what. Unfortunately, what a, why a lot of women feel like they have to do to get married. But if they don't know that that's your this, because if like if, even if it doesn't start out like that, if you know that this that your this makes you feel appreciated, and for some reason it stops, like if she doesn't know, hey, this is my thing that makes me feel appreciated. I know mm. it may seem small to you. I know it may seem like something that you really don't like doing anymore. However, as a sacrifice, you know what I'm saying? Like, even if it's not something that you do yourself as far as getting in there cooking, if you can just have something to eat for me, you know what I'm saying, when I get home, that makes me happy. But when you don't communicate that that is your this, that that is your love language, that that is your thing to make that makes you happy, then just being like, oh, shit, you ain't cooked today again? She not going to, she doesn't equate that to that's the thing that makes me happy. She looks at that as like, this nigga always angry. <laughs> Why are you I, mad? I feel, I feel sometimes, <laughs> I personally feel sometimes that there are just certain things that don't have to be spoken. If If I come home, if I come home and you know I'm neat when we dated, then having an unkept bathroom isn't something I should be like, hey, a, a, a clean bathroom keeps me happy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know I like my mom's favorite dish, so you know I like food. Mm -hmm. Just like if I if I know you like makeup, me bringing home some Avon or whatever. Avon. You <laughs> me did. Bring you home some, <laughs> I said mom, Avon. Me bring home some Sephora. It could be wrong, but the thought is, you don't have to tell me, baby, I like makeup. Like, there's so many things like, you don't have to be said, and that's what a lot of times that's what men feel like because women will be like, Well, unspoken expectations, it's not even unspoken, like okay. you don't have to tell me, like, you like shoes, like, I see you like shoes, right? But if you keep buying me Jimmy Choo's and I fucking hate Jimmy Choo's, but I can look in your closet, what I'm saying is, I can look in your closet mm -hmm. and literally see that there might be a certain brand, okay? All right, so mm -hmm. you don't have to tell me, like, Hey, baby, I only like these shoes from here, like, mm -hmm. I can I can look in your closet, she paid and see. attention. You could pay attention, but that's what I'm saying. If I like to eat food mm -hmm. and I don't like going out and spending money, then okay. the whole point is if you don't like to cook mm -hmm. or, or used to cook to mm -hmm. get me in to convince me that you can do it, it's still got to sustain. So once you be like, oh, oh why we got to cook all the time? Because it turns, once again, the reason we talk about gender roles is because it happens like, oh, wow, I'm a woman. I got to cook. Like we both got a job. Yeah. I got a job when I come home, I cook because I want you to be happy. I want you to have dinner. So why is it, if it's not a big deal for me, then why does it become a big deal for you? So it, a lot of times in, in relationships, if you put yourself in a situation where you've connected this person doing this one thing for you that makes you happy or that makes you feel appreciated or that makes you satisfied in some type of way, and there's a, a different dynamic about that individual that has shifted and or changed, like not necessarily seeing that it, it doesn't, not them saying that it's not a value to you, but mm -hmm. let's say this. Let's say she used to cook all the time, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Now she's going to school full time. Okay. So she's not going to cook all the time. However, she's going to make sure that there's dinner on the table all the time. Okay. Like, at some point, there has to be a recognition, just like you observed everything else, there has to be a recognition that, you know what, she's not cooking as often as she used to, you know, 
apparently she's going to school. She's working a lot of hours too at work. Mm. Like, but she's still making the sacrifice to make sure that there's something to eat on the table for me because she knows that I appreciate that. Yeah, I think what happens realistically is not when she's going to school. We understand that because we might pick up some of the bills and assist in that. It's when she's graduated and now she has that time to come home. But the habit of not having to cook stays there and, and maybe and maybe maybe it does stay there that, that's where that that could be where the problem lies it's not when she's going to school but is it a problem it becomes a problem like because because then when we do go to that woman that cooks that the mocktails and everything else you're like why would you go to her like why would you go because you don't cook no more so 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 my thing is if 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 it's as simple as or not simple because what for whatever reason that she just doesn't want to cook anymore, mm. which is in and of herself, like, and again, that appreciation, like if she values and appreciates her dude, I think if we're talking from a situation where she just doesn't anymore, that's one thing. That's I just happens. don't. Though, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, not, I'm not accepting I, of dudes that own some fuckery. I'm talking about real life situations where these things that sound stupid as hell like really happen and it's head scratching like yeah you shouldn't you shouldn't do these things or even conversations you might you might be in love with the person you're with but they might be as somebody at work you know we all talk about the co-worker yeah. buddies and they're, they're feeding you with conversation you but, know it's not it's not that you you out there looking for it or you're not communicating at home it's just that other person has Stop trying to fulfill you. And even but come when you have- on, Marlon. It's a catch-22 in regards to that. Because, like, you can also get to the point where w- what happens in evolutions of relationships? That's true. You don't want to... I don't want to cook no more because I just don't want to cook no more. You don't want to wash my car anymore because you just don't want to wash my car anymore. So if I decide to take my car to... And here's the difference that I think what's so hurtful between men and women. Mm. You don't want to wash my car anymore. Fine. I'm going to Auto Bell mm. every week now. Mm. I'm going to Auto Bell. You don't want to wash my car. Cool. Not, you don't cook no more. I'm going to Lisa's because she cook every day. Like, at some point, like, it can't be the extreme dynamic to where it's like, okay, you decided you didn't want to cook anymore. So instead of me just saying, you know what, cool, you're not going to cook anymore. I'm going to, you know, feed myself or take myself to Boston Market or something and get a home-cooked meal. Now you, you, put, it, you put it on a whole other woman to fulfill you when there's 18 million thousand other food places where you can get food, for, food from. Mm-hmm. So like what why why such the the extremes of I like to be satisfied in this one thing and so since that my person or since that man or since that woman doesn't satisfy me in this one thing now I got to look for it in somebody else. Oh because the conversation of hey baby when you cook happens and it's like I'm tired of cooking. Why do I got to cook all the time? And then once it turns to that attitude, we can't necessarily leave all the time. We still love you. We're trying to figure out what what happened for it. Because when we're not cheating and we're getting that response, it turns into, well, fuck it, what's the point? If I am trying to communicate when I'm not cheating, then yeah. I mean, listen, cheating's wrong. Ain't nobody over here promoting that. Nah, not at all. You know, but, you know, the way the conversations break down is these these conversations, they... We try to have those. We try to establish that. Right. And uh, it goes back to tone and, you know, everything goes, everything comes, <laughs> goes from a conversation to a debate to an argument. And so now you have two people that aren't willing to communicate with each other. So it's like, hopefully we can get through this point. But 
I guess, you know, people try to find other things to hold them off during that point. I've been with a married woman before. Yeah. Multiple. So yeah. I know this shit happens the other way around. Oh, trust me. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I don't, yeah. I don't know the answer. And I know, you know, it's been simple things as conversations that may have led to that. Listen, I have been you with. You know, so it's not a, it's definitely not a man thing or, you know, it. it's examples we're given, but. It, but why it, did, like, uh, go I ahead. Mean, I don't know. I mean. It, a penis or a pussy don't have to be attached to every problem solved like to be solved like people don't have to automatically think that just because my husband or just because my wife doesn't do abc or xyz anymore that i have to find something with a heartbeat in order to do it that's going to put me in jeopardy of you know ruining all the other great parts about our relationship because i can't seem to get this one particular thing like if of course if it's marginalized to the point where it's so much bigger like it's a huge part of what it is that makes you feel connected to a person or makes you feel like there's a partnership within that relationship, then, then cool. Like that's a whole conversation that he's had, you know, Hey, I only feel loved and feel like I'm in a partnership if I have this particular one thing, but if they're doing so many other things that are right and it's this only, you know what I'm saying? A few other things that they're, they are not like, because we lack in our ability be, to be able to communicate with one another because we don't want to, ch- I don't want to change nobody. I don't want to make them feel like they can't grow or make them feel like that they can't be who they are. Like, so I'm just going <laughs> to scoot over here on the side and get this. Like, I promise I'm not going to be mad at you for going to Nana's every day. <laughs> no. If you go to Nana's every day, I ain't gonna be mad at you. You know what? I I'm sorry. Like I'm I I just evolved. I know you got to go to Nana's all the time to get your food. You know what I'm saying? Like this is just at a period of time where I am in my life right now. It is what it is. But when you go into Barbara's to get your oxtails and to get your you know your 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 soul food fixed because she come with a vagina and 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 feelings, then we got a problem. Yeah. There's definitely a there's definitely a, a difference between handling it the right way and the incorrect way. So there's I don't agree with anything about barbers. Definitely go to Nana's. But go to I'm Nana's. Like, but if we've been dating and you know I love Nana's cooking, then try to learn a recipe from Nana. Of course, like. I, I, but it's not an of course. Like that, of course, like literally is a fight because it'd be like you know I don't cook. It's like you did. Once again, but why is it a fight? Okay, I did. I don't, I don't know more. Why so it's a fight. I don't know why it turns into eggshells in a fight. I'm just saying, from a man, it can. Like, baby, you know, like, can you learn like that oxtail recipe or try to? Like, so, so what a, is the that? The question e- starts off like that. Like, what it's is real that effort soft. associated with, though? Nah, we we associated with you don't love me. Like, if you ain't gonna try to learn my favorite food or favorite dish, like you don't love me because I don't wanna I don't wanna go to the mall. But if I'm walking through the mall with you holding your hands, you know I hate the mall. But it's a it's a show it's a sign of love for you. If I'm just holding your hands walking through the mall, so how couldn't you learn in a recipe from my nana or whatever you want to call it not be a sign of love? It's it's that paralleled. So, but but the thing is, why are we putting love on something? Why do you put love and walk through the mall? But that's a, that's what I'm saying. Like if we if we put love on every particular thing that our partner does for us, like, and we blow everything up, then we're going to continue to sell ourselves freaking short with one another because love, love isn't, well, you know what? It's whatever y- y'all define it as. Whatever you love, if love is walking through the mall for you, fine. But that dude need to know that the only way that I feel loved mm-hmm. 
Like, like, and, and it's not the only way. If there's a top five ways in which you you need to be loved and going to the mall is in your top five ways, then that's something that he needs to know. This is my top five. Mm-hmm. But if if it's not in your top five and it's somewhere on like the other end of, end of the spectrum of something that you just like to do in order to just feel like you're connected to your partner and he doesn't do it often or he doesn't do it a lot, mm-hmm. then you can't, as long as he's doing them five things right, Come on, sis. Come on, bruh. Like, don't don't put it to the point where you creating a toxic relationship because you now now you 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 putting other pressures on your relationships that's not needed. It ain't needed. I agree. I'm sorry. No, I went off. We 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 on the same page. I'm just, you know, it's it's just it's, it's just realistic inconsistencies. I've seen many a man in a mall holding a purse while she's trying on outfits. I don't see, I don't necessarily, I don't know what the parallel, all the uh, the reciprocal of that is with what women do that they hate that they man like outside of baby going to a football game. Mm-hmm. But then it seems to be enjoyable for a woman because they're like, I get to spend this time with my man. And maybe it should be that way with the man in the mall. I just know it's not like that. But maybe it should be. But that's where that that's where that attraction or that that need and want of men and women are totally different. What feeds the heart versus what feeds the mind. Hmm. Yeah, I can see that. You know, so, you know, like you said, the only thing that really bridges that is communication of, of what, what you, like you said, your top five. It's my top five. Like, baby, I love going to the mall. And if you're there with me, it makes me feel amazing. Then he knows that I'm going to have to suck it up. Like, yep. I'm going to hate it. But when you get home, give us my head. Yeah, right. Create. <laughs> Talk about it. Uh huh. Uh huh. Move. Move. Positive. <laughs> this is this is the the word for the night is positive reinforcement. He goes to the mall. You know he don't like the mall, but he go there. He be a good boy. Whatever y'all thing is. Aww. You know what I'm saying? Him, he holds a purse. Good. He even throwing like, baby, this will look good on you. Aww, when you get home on the way on the way home, if he like head, I was or whatever, some, give him some head. Get, give him, get, give him get, that, give him that Valentine's Day vagina. Don't yeah. just, you know what I'm saying? Give him something <laughs> a little special, positive reinforcement, and then trust me, he'll look forward to the mall because it will, we are creatures of habit. I agree. So if I'm good, if I'm a good boy, and you know I go to the mall and. I might, I might literally get excited because I know what's coming I up. I agree. So don't just go to the mall, come home, and then like still not cook, and then be like, "Well, I'm tired," and go to bed because now it's 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 a very selfish act. Right, I agree. And so I think we're we're talking more so about acts of selfishness and how yeah. we respond to that. Yeah. You know. And and you cook of- me them, you cook me them oxtails. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be behind you while you cooking. I'm gonna be rubbing on that booty. I'm gonna be kissing you on your neck. So exactly. do you, do, ladies? Exactly. Do you not want that? <laughs> do you not want that, ladies? And and it's the association of it. the grease But you make a very beautiful point, King Wisdom, um, because when even when it's something that's out of our comfort zone, something that we don't necessarily like doing it, but we make our partner feel good yeah you know and the energy behind it isn't i got to go to the freaking mall again because you know what i'm saying she wants this so now i'm walking through the mall i hate to see this i hate to see dudes or couples walking or being out in public somewhere and dude got a whole screw face like like uh i guess i'm gonna fucking be here like with this chick like hey do you think this yeah it look fine. When you try it on, like, come out, come out there, tell him to come here and look at it a little closer, twerk on him, suck on his neck, like positive reinforcement. Listen, I'm I, I, positive. I, I, re- I you, get you it. Do a little freaky shit just in the moments. He'll stay there. 
he'll the anxiousness, the anticipation of what may happen will be that will be worth it. And and vice versa, just like you said, when you're in that kitchen and she don't want to cook no more, guess what? She's going just just. But mm. I, I think men have a very huge disconnect of thinking that women don't want to feel the same way, you know, as well. Because just like just like you see her not cooking anymore. It's not that she don't necessarily enjoy cooking, but she can definitely enjoy it a lot more because she knows that that time that she's going to spend cooking, that guess what? Sometimes you come in the kitchen with her and you let her vent about her day. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you come in the kitchen with her and you pour her a glass of wine and you say, you know what, babe? Like, talk to me about what projects you got going on at work. Yeah. Like, that means the world to her because at that point, not only are you being appreciative of, of the fact that you're doing, that she's doing something for you, but you're also getting to know her. Yeah. You're also, you know, wanting to understand her. And she's going to associate cooking with, oh, shit, let me, let me cook because Bay might come in here and, and want to know more about me. Exactly. We got to do better, y'all. It's about doing some sexy shit. Uh, it's about, you know, the things you do enjoy. Just, you know, sometimes you have to act. Sometimes you have to. Yeah, you, you have do. To, you have to overplay the things that are simple so that other person knows that it really turns you on or really takes you to that place. And that's something, you know, that should never really die out. Yeah. You know, we, we all get complacent. We Like Cedric said, you know, life can become about consistency. And, you know, we as Agreed. humans, we don't want consistency. You know, every five, six years, we want a new car. Yep. You know, when we graduated from school, we wanted a one-bedroom yep. apartment. Now we want houses and, and a life of grandeur. So we do understand consistency isn't necessarily the human nature for at least American culture. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because we have access to, to being able to obtain different things from what we see. But, you know, being able to keep that spark, it, it, you know, it still starts with communication, but it, it really ends with having fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like Cedric said, it's not about sex. It's about connecting. It's a yes. release for men. So, yeah, for men, it, it's a release. And like you said, their release isn't always sex. You know, that's the cheap way out. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I don't know about the same for women. I definitely no, 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 you, it is. If you take her anywhere and just start, I don't know. Is it the same for women? Like, we just, we like walking through Walmart and we just put you against the cart and just start, start going at you? Like, I don't. What? Listen, man, just, I don't know. Listen, I don't know what's smack wrong her ass that. real hard in Walmart and see what happens. I just feel like it's, it's man, easy Man, you're going to shock know. the shit out of her and she's going to kiss you and she's going to have to think about the fact that she in Walmart again because she's going to probably end up dropping just, to her. Listen. That's what, I don't know why niggas been doing that. Listen, like, like it, it, it is, is, it is very, very profound for you to do that. Like, and, and, and. Guys, this is why we are here on the Milky Balls podcast is because we want to create perceptions, perspectives, diff bring different scenarios to you guys so that you guys are understanding that we do need each other. The sensuality is just as important as the love. You know what I'm saying? The, the, the lust is just as important as the compatibility. compatibility. Um, and these conversations are conversations that need to be had. Who knows something just sucked on the back of your girl's neck? <sighs> Yeah. Listen, you gotta start. Y'all mm. you gotta start sucking mm. on the neck and the earlobes again. Like, I don't know, just oh, we, God. we gotta get we gotta get this this lust. Yes. Back. You yes. know what I'm saying? Ladies, when's the last time you just looked at your man up and down, like just for no apparent reason at all, where y'all was out and mouthed the words like, I'm going to fuck the shit out of you. It's I so go. necessary. <laughs> it's so when the necessary. last time you looked at him and said that and actually meant it, you wasn't just on no playing stuff. Like you was literally like, you know, I'm gonna fuck 
the shit. And that's going, and that's what keeps you home. <laughs> that excitement, you know. It, we got to do better. We have to do better. We got to do better. All right, guys, we're going to wrap this podcast up from the throne. What do you got, King King Wisdom's confessions? My confession is women just take care of your hygiene. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, say, hey, that's hey, simple enough. Find somebody that can educate and just, you know, be on that hygiene shit. That is simple enough. Um, uh, from from the layer of the empress, um, ladies, it is absolutely okay to be completely disgusting mm. within your limits. All right, mm. in the bedroom with someone that you trust. Don't let anyone shame you into thinking that if in the vibe he spits in your mouth oh, and you open it wider like a fish because it turns you on, sis. That's okay. Trust me. It turned him on too. And don't be afraid to wait on him um, to get the party, you know, of disgust going. Because a lot of time, <laughs> yeah, the party, don't, don't wait on him to be disgusting. That P-O-D. It's okay. That like pod. He will tell you if you are going too far, but it's okay to have confidence and stiff harm his ass mm. so you can get to the unique places that may make him feel good. And turn you on at the same time, all right? Fellas, it is it absolutely turns her on when you let her be freaky with you and you like it, okay? Quit all that defensive shit, all right? Y'all can be just as nasty, and it's okay with us, too. We're not judging y'all asses. It's only when men get all defensive about even liking it that we feel some type of way. Grow up. Next, next week, the ball's got to be about swallowing. There's a <laughs> lot of women out here talking about they don't swallow. I get it. You can't do it every dude, but we got to have a conversation about that because y'all not going to stay married be with that mindset. At all. At all. <laughs> at all. You're trying to get a divorce. Talk about you don't swallow. Right. And be serious. Be disgusting, ladies and gentlemen. Be Thank disgusting. you guys so much for listening to the Milky Balls podcast. Yeah. Hope that everyone was milked today. Oh, yeah. Stay tuned for next Tuesday, guys. Until next time. Mwah. Bye, guys. Just like that, you got milked. Thanks so much for listening to the Milky Balls podcast. Hey, if you like what you heard, please make sure you subscribe to our Facebook and to the website. Hey, don't miss out on the next opportunity to milk those balls.